Welcome to The Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I'm your host, Karis, and I started this podcast because the last few years have been a huge learning curve for me. Entering the world of work, moving out of my family home, trying and often failing to live up to the challenges of being a fully-fledged adult. It can be overwhelming at the best of times, and I know that I'm not the only person who feels like this because I'm going to be speaking to a bunch of my friends and people that I admire about the struggles that they have faced and how they are able to absolutely smash life. Today's guest is an actor and writer. We first met at the Performing Arts School Italia Conti way back when, and since she has studied drama at the prestigious Guildford School of Acting. She's also starred in, in projects like Mating Cool for Channel 4 and Richard III for the Globe stage. Her first short film, Better, was described as sublime, evocative, and moving by IndieWire, and went on to win the Iris Prize and can now be found on 4OD. In 2020, she set up her own production company, Silver Rose Production which is committed to creating work for underrepresented communities, both in front of the camera and behind it. More recently, she's finished filming her next short film, Pragma, during lockdown, which she wrote and starred in. To say that she has many strings to her bow would be a bit of an understatement. So welcome, Lucy! Thank you! (laughs) Was I good? Was I okay? That was was so good. I feel so shiny. Do you feel really special? I feel so special. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm not enjoying lockdown too, but I'm fine. I feel like I was really super busy and then went from that to nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's a very dangerous, yeah, like yeah. downward trajectory. It wasn't even a trajectory, it was like a drop off a cliff. Like it just yeah. stopped. And then very I just intense. I keep waking up like now, what do I do today? And I don't like that feeling. I really don't like that feeling either. Mm. TV, are you watching a lot of TV? Yeah, but I'm so like fidgety. I'll be like, okay, cool, this is a cool program. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) I need to like run about and I just have to go and do Spend all the energy. I just have to go, yeah, like I can't sit there. Like when people are like, you just need time to chill now. Like my version of chilling is sort of like hanging with friends. It's not like sitting and watching TV all day. And obviously we can't hang with friends so I just have to like I'm just sort of carrying on doing bits of work but I just I'm like if you haven't taken your dog out for a walk no like really jittery yeah. You're like yeah. yeah yeah no I That's feel me. that I'm definitely yeah. like that as well I've started taking myself on walks um yeah <laughs> not sure how cute that sounds uh but that's <laughs> what I'm doing that's what I'm doing no, right now and I'm feeling really good about it <laughs> I'm happy for you so where are you based at the moment you're back at in your family home so back in Barbara. no I've, I've literally just come back for to see my mum for a couple of nights but I'm still oh, I'm God. staying in London for this one I did first lockdown here but yeah I'm staying oh my God, in... I remember because I saw the really cute dog the dog vids yeah. that was getting me oh, yeah yeah and me I really don't know what I would have done Without, I just like I got to that place where I was like every morning just like hey how are you doing <laughs> to my dog and then I was like oh I need to see some friends <laughs> no I'm now in Elephant Castle which is a new place I've moved to with um my like best mate and her boyfriend oh nice I'm a third wheel <laughs> love that uh is that is that quite hard genuinely especially in lockdown because that is very intense or is it fine not, not really but like this second one because we didn't really do lockdown together but mm. this this time around I'm like oh 
I am, I forget you're a couple and you probably want some alone time. Because I always, yeah, like, come on, we're a threesome, we know. But I'll like always walk into their bedroom and be like, what are you doing, guys? And then I'm like, oh, you're having sex. Oh, right. Oh, right. If this is more of a two person, I get it. I'll go. (laughs) So this time it's like, I've noticed it. But yeah, it's fine. I love it normally. I love it out of lockdown. um also because I've got a few friends who live around that area it's quite cool it's like up and coming I feel like they say yeah. that about quite literally every everywhere area in London, London everywhere is being everywhere that's like kind of getting out of being a shithole they're like it's yeah so up and coming guys honestly like it's really yeah cool. but um because you've got like Mercato Metropolitan yeah 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 I want to say yeah Metro- which oh, I'm making it sound like I regularly frequented but I think I've been there once but I really enjoyed my time once <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, we've got loads of like, like where I used to live was quite far out in East. And I didn't realize that when you're closer, life is just so much easier because you just walk places. Like you can walk to restaurants or walk to shops and things like that. Especially now that obviously the underground is like, meant to be like a hotbed that it's just easy to walk around I'm talking about corona so much what a happy podcast we're having <laughs> every Sorry. time I'm like let's just see how long it takes before it's mentioned and I'm like 30 seconds okay yeah. nice No, I want to know more about your experience of drama school just because I feel like mm. There are so many, when I speak to friends who are actors, there are so many like just very hilarious stories. Yeah. I'd love to know if you have any. Oh my God. Something that comes to mind is like when I was auditioning for RADA, I like had to postpone one of my recalls and um, <laughs> and they were like, and I forgot what I'd said I was going to do at the audition. So I said uh, one of the Shakespeare speeches I was going to do. And then I said what song I was going to do. And I forgot I'd said that. And I came oh, like two months song. later. But anyways, and then I like, I then I came to the audition and they were like, okay, so you'll be doing, I can't remember, I think it was like Henry the Fourth or something, and this and this song, Adelaide's Lament. And I was like, <gasps> You what? No, that's no, that's not what I've prepared. And they, which is now looking back, is awful of them. They went, Well, we were really looking forward to you doing these two. They did not <laughs> say that. Oh my god! I can't. So instead of like standing, literally, I was like, they must love me. So instead of standing my ground and being like, well, no, that's not what I prepared. I was like, okay. And I. (laughs) (laughs) If you've been waiting a week to hear it, I gotta get the people they want. I was like, okay. So I just, uh, I just improvised (laughs) a Shakespeare speech, and I was honestly like. What, what is, happening? is happening and then I and then I could see them like trying not to laugh and I should have just laughed along with it but I was so mortified and obviously everyone wants to go to Rada so I was like no just you know you stick gotta with get it. through this yeah, yeah. just keep keep going oh my god that was mortifying it was so much fun like the whole three years was so much fun it was just like really hard work our days were like eight to eight but wow. like it was yeah it was intense but it was so much fun. as well no? no we had weekends off but we, we had so much stuff like you always had to prep things for yeah. it yeah so we had so much even when you got home at eight like if you'd want to go to the gym and then you'd need to learn a monologue by the next day or whatever like it, it was literally like non-stop which was great oh, I really liked wow. it yeah. yeah, I mean, for someone like you who can't yeah. play still, I imagine you're I like, I thrive. Yeah, literally. <laughs> for someone me like more. me who was like, 
oh god like an old lady (laughs) (laughs) what was your favorite thing that you performed while you were there weirdly oh what a lovely war which is a musical and I got put in the musical and I was like and every everyone was like why is Lisey in the news? Like we were all like, I'm so shit. Yeah, we were all just like, you know what? Can I just say, as I will vouch, because obviously we went to do something together. You are not that bad at singing at I'm all. Quite you are bad. pretty good. That's a lie. That's a very generous lie. Um, but yeah, and everyone was saying, and then I remember just being like. I remember going up to the teacher and being like, I don't think this is right. <laughs> you made a mistake. Yeah, you made a real mistake. But then actually I got given like these like mental, Im- like improvised characters where I was allowed to just basically do whatever I want. And there was like two of them and I got to like make up the, the bits and they were sort of like big comedy moments. And what I thought was going to be like the worst show of my life was actually like so much fun. It was an all female cast and we all got on so well. Like we were all really close and it was just, yeah it was it was great I think for all those reasons that we all like took the piss a bit because no one wanted to be in a musical because we weren't on the musical theatre course but because we took the piss it ended up being like quite good I think because again there was like no ego because everyone was like I can't sing all right I'll do this then and it'll be like strange but I don't care (laughs) (laughs) do you find it strange now I always (laughs) think about this but um my my view of acting in that acting Mm -hmm. world is that it's like incredibly small and mm-hmm. I may, I may, I may have this all completely wrong, but I just feel like it looks like a very small world. And mm. if your friend, like, I don't know if all of your friends now, are they all actors or not really? Um, well, I've always had like a close group that aren't actors. Oh, okay. And then my, my close group from like GSA. Yeah. I think most of them still act to be fair. Mm. Yeah. I'd say, mo- I pre- I'd say pretty yeah most of them some some have gone on to teaching and things but yeah most of them oh, still really? act. yeah, yeah. I just think there are so so few well actually, yeah are there few parts I just feel like there are so many actors and so yeah. many really incredibly talented actors mm. and if you're all friends surely you're all going for like the same roles all the time and if you're talking about it and things as well does that mm. get really awkward and like do you end up finding yourself like comparing and getting really competitive with each other like how do you manage to keep it as like an, an friendly nice friendship yeah I think our friendship group is really lucky for, for the fact that none of us look alike right. so I don't look like any of my female friends so none of us get put up for the same stuff oh, and yeah so that's really helpful also we're kind of into different things as well like I'm sort of more into tv and film most of my friends are into theatre but, oh, but also okay. like we got we had a genuinely really good friendship the whole way through GSA and that stopped like we're we're genuinely really happy for each other when the other person we get really excited we go to each other's stuff like and when I first came out of drama school I found it really hard to not look at what everyone else was doing not so much with my friends but more like people you knew like friends of friends Friends they're the people that I felt really like competitive with because I didn't have like a a love for them like I did my friends so I wasn't I didn't have the happiness for them I just had like the jealousy so they're the people that I'd like look out and be like oh that person's doing that but I'd say literally like a year or so ago I just totally stopped caring and I just completely stopped looking out and I think like 
since starting making my own work if I if no one hires me I'll I'll like write you myself there like so, yeah exactly and so that's I'm, what so many great people have done like Mindy I don't know why Mindy is the first person I thought of yeah. but she is and she's, she's no she's a great example but yeah like there are so many people who I, actually that is quite a good example because there are not a lot of South mm. Asian roles and she was exactly. like not at all. I'm gonna write a South Asian role because you're not gonna give me any and I'm gonna start my own like, yeah I, I think it's such um it's such a great move to do. And I think mm. like now we're in an age where, yeah, we have a lot more kind of um, uh, ownership over the stuff that we do as well, which we might not. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so easy to pick up a phone and like film something and mm-hmm. that be your own property. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, I, I own this. Like, this is my idea. This is all me which yeah. we didn't have beforehand, so. Yeah, and I also think like good. the stigma around it cha- has changed. Like maybe 10 years ago, it was seen as almost like embarrassing if you were <clears throat> writing and starring and you're saying your own thing. And now, you know, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge really shifted the game, I think as well. Mm. But like now it's really commended if you're like, if you're, I remember before, um, when I left drama school, people being like, you should write your own work. And I remember being like, no, 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 I'm, I'm an actress. I'll, I'll make it without that. Like thinking in my head, like I don't want to be that person that has to write their own stuff. Whereas now I love that I'm that person that like yeah. gets to write my own stuff. But you know, there's just like not anywhere near enough parts and now being on yeah. the casting side of things I'm like really a very small percentage of people that are actors now are going to be like a- actors forever and working and stuff. And like you know I'm not very period looking or like I'm you know I'm, I'm like not I don't fit a bracket very well mm. in in ca- the casting world which I'm aware yeah. of because even though I'm white I'm not like like you know blue eyed and blonde hair or like ginger I'm like a darker white which like because just because I'm like olive skin so it's just things like that that you and once you start casting things you're like oh you forget how much of a product you are as an actress mm. because like as you said being kind of you are kind of a commodity do you mm. find it do you find it it's really difficult not to take things really personally when um yeah when you get rejected for roles are you like that is all on me or like that's purely based on my looks or I don't know just mm. things that are incredibly superficial that mm. in any other profession would never be questioned or yeah do you, yeah yeah like, I think <laughs> I mean again hence why I'm not an actress but like I would take things so personally if they were like we just don't like your look I'd be like well your mom is fat so I don't know I would get so I'd be such a child about it I love that I would get so defensive but like I don't know how you don't how how do you not take things personally I think you do and I think I think one of the things yes oh yeah on that, I think aesthetics wise, I take that really personally. And I think like, oh, it's because I'm not this enough or, oh, it's because I'm not that, like like the example I just gave, like, oh, you know, I'm not like, you know, beautiful pale skin and and big blue eyes and a bit, you know, and I do that to myself in my head. Like, oh, I don't look like that person that could be in that show or I don't look, you know, like unique enough to be that, you know, and I do that a lot. I'd say like, since, I'd say genuinely again like by being like well I'll cast myself then that helps me but also I just don't get auditions like I literally never audition ever 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 so and and that's what used to like get me so down when I first graduated because I thought what I was going to have to handle was rejection and I'd brace myself for that and I'd got myself into a headspace of like people aren't going to want you and that's fine and I'd really like got myself okay with that what I never expected was to never get in the room and that you not getting in the room exactly yeah you not getting in the room is like 
largely your headshot. And so that's when I started becoming so like obsessed with not looking right. Because I was like, well, they've not seen me do anything. Yeah, like well, this is literally based on- nothing. Just my head. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, so what? So then it must just be that I don't look marketable. And like, I got into such a- uh, like spiral for ages just going like you just don't look right or da, da 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 and I remember my friend said to me I was like oh maybe if I and I was in like in a down place I was like I just wish I looked more like a like a leading lady type thing and um and she was like like a leading lady looks like whoever is the lead and is female mm. and she's like make yourself the lead and you are a leading lady and I was like oh yeah <laughs> that's so like that's wow. so true there's not a leading lady look like it's whoever you want it to be if you make your own work and I think again like again I used to get so I don't even think about getting auditions now like it doesn't even enter my mind like oh maybe I'll get an audition because I just I just don't get them so, so I've stopped and I used to if people that like, had this audition I'd be like it'd be a little sting every time yeah. of oh that would be I'd love to have an audition especially if people used to like complain about them I'd like oh, I'd you know I'd kill for that and now like people be like oh I've, I've had auditions and it just I just doesn't make me feel anything I'm like oh cool I just feel like I've I'm in a different world to that now where I'm more like on the filmmaking although like I'm acting talk a little bit about better and how mm -hmm. you came to that project did you mm -hmm. write that as yeah well? did you yeah so yeah when did you start <clears throat> thinking about writing and what is your creative process because I this year have started writing myself and not amazing um but I'm doing I'm doing tv but I've found tv series yeah oh my god that's um, so exciting I mean it's the type of thing that I I'm really enjoying doing myself and if it ever becomes yeah. anything in the future I mean, yeah I'm not like pinning my hopes on it but I really struggle with just like because obviously I have I have a normal like nine to six job so I really have to kind of sit down and either be like I'm gonna spend my Monday Wednesday Friday evenings and all my weekends working on this mm -hmm. and when I have a lot of time I literally just sit there and I'm like so like <laughs> yeah be creative Karis yeah. like, it's so, yeah. so horrible when you have like a lot of time I find it so difficult I think like so after like a year of being out and I just I had think I had like maybe three auditions in the year talking with my boyfriend at the time and being like I need to come up we're, we're both he's like a a business person and like I was always quite business headed and I was like I need to come up with a new business strategy because this business like waiting for my agent to do it or emailing like blanket emailing people is not working mm. um so I was like I'm just gonna try and I was being like I was like you know going on Mandy you know like casting call pro that's now called Mandy mm. and and like applying for short films that people were sending me and and they the scripts were just so bad that I was like I could write something you mm. know better better way that's the name hey. of but yeah I just was like okay let me just see what I can do and basically at the time I was like kind of like I spoke about earlier like suffering really badly from anxiety and I just my idea came from thinking I would give like any money to get rid of this feeling and then I was like I wonder what other people would pay to get like change about themselves and I wonder if a like a place existed where you could do that if people would go to it and then what would the world look like because of it etc so I then sort of came up with that idea alongside going maybe I should start writing so I just thought well this is an idea that I'm actually interested in I'm just gonna write this I'd say with the writing process like I 
I spew and I love spewing. Like I get it all out. I like put every idea down on a page, like go for it. And I'll do that for maybe like a few days. And then I'll, and then as soon as I start drafting, it's like killer until the end, <laughs> until it's like, I, I redraft and I redraft and I tear it apart and I put it back together. And I'm and usually draft like, you know, 15 might end up being quite similar to draft five, but like lots of the, the, the feelings have shifted because I've pulled it apart and I've worked out more about the characters and why they're there and everything like that. But I like, I, yeah, my first draft is always like a sort of say what you feel um, draft. So there's no like nuance or there's no like um, subtlety. Like it's just like say say what you feel. And then I'll like go back and take away, try and take away, although this latest film does have a bit of exposition in, but try and take away as much exposition as possible and make and replace it with like more interesting dialogue and shots and stuff but I like I, I read a load of screenplays and I did done like an online course and um just like watch a load of stuff and try and look at it from a writer's perspective like because if you're teaching yourself you have to try and like I think learn from different people yeah so I definitely think fair. reading other people's screenplays for me has definitely been like the biggest help just even mm. in terms of the format of it and like understanding how that all works and do you feel like you can bring a different I don't know like emotion to characters because of the fact that you're an actor and you can bring that experience with it I just feel like there must be such a as you say like a nuance that yeah like actors can bring that maybe writers wouldn't think of do you think that it's quite a, a good like intersection to have you as an actor and a writer I, I don't know like I think so but I think I think because some like all actors are different and I think the reason I like acting is I really am fascinated by people and psyche and you know I'm really like I love therapy and I read a lot of like <clears throat> Brené Brown and you know Alan de Botton and people like that that really explore like the human psyche so I think and for that reason is why I love acting and for that reason is why I love writing so I'd say like my interest in that is is like helpful for both mm. rather than I, I don't know like I guess it must it must there's certain things as an actor although I do it as a like certain I was going to say like sometimes as an actor if stuff if there's something like which I'd never write but like a single tear falls from her eye that is like shit as an actor because if you read oh a single tear needs to fall from my eye it's like well what if my character isn't the crying then like what if my character is actually angry like what if you know what if I and so I think I'll always try and avoid being with like when I write for myself I know where I want to get to so it's fine but when I'm writing for other characters then I'll try and be not too prescriptive with how like their emotions should be at that time and try and right. try and make it more action-led so yeah so I guess in that sense it's been it's helpful I'd say but um I'd yeah I think they're quite different disciplines probably hmm. so with better when did you start writing this did you say it was a year ago I'd say yeah I've out of drama school I, I started writing it and then we filmed it at the end of the year so like two years out um yeah so we we filmed that like two years ago but it's only just doing like the festival round because we had to it was too long so we had to re-edit it 
like earlier this year yeah and then obviously covid and that like now it's now it's doing the festival round sort of finally after all this time so it feels weird that it's like because now i'm fully invested time, in this yeah. next in this next one what would you say has been the biggest thing then that you learned from that experience of that because it feels like that's the first thing that you mm. did where you were super heavily involved you're yeah the main actress the writer yeah it must have been quite a big learning curve in terms of the filmmaking process yeah I, I know exactly what was the I remember the switch in thinking it was the first we was four day, we did four days filming the first day of filming people were coming up to me and it was really like it's a really like emotional film and it's the first time I'd really done proper like acting on camera and stuff so I was already really nervous and then people coming up to me like um what do you think of his costume? What did you think of like this and this and this? And people just asked me so many like producer questions because they knew that I was like the exec producer on it and had written it. And I remember just thinking like, um, oh, I don't like, I don't know. And, and, and they're getting really worked up. And then, and I remember as well, like, because I was in like every shot, I, I couldn't go and get myself some water, but we had runners there to, to bring me water. But I felt like, don't be that diva that like asks for water. So I got to like the end of the day and I had like a pounding headache because I hadn't drunk water all day. Your and then I, so dry, honestly, like, so, so dry. Yeah. And I'd been crying in this like scene as well. So I was like, so dehydrated, felt awful. And I also felt really like, on edge because people have been asking me questions all day and then I got home and I was like what are you doing like you know the answer to all these questions that people are asking you you know what you want there are runners there for a reason go on there and uh, like own the space be purposeful like be there for a reason and I just went in the next day and I was like I don't like that prop I want to get rid of that I want to change this I don't like you know that jacket this that and the other because they are the things I was thinking but I was thinking it's it's not your job that's the director's job like oh it's not your that's art department's job and I was having all these thoughts in my head that was like oh don't ask me but then but it was like why don't ask me this has been my vision the whole time so yeah. so if, if people are coming up and asking you give them an answer you're not a bitch for saying literally just yeah. answering like the question with with like certainty conviction, and, and yeah. conviction exactly that's what I was looking for but yeah and, and then just saying like be really polite about it but like you know when the emotional scenes I just say to the hair and makeup people like oh when you when you come and touch me up just so you know for this next whole next scene I'm probably going to just be focused in my my space so sorry that I don't speak to you and I was so nervous to say that because I thought that's so rude and then they were like obviously <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. Of, <laughs> of course you're going to need to like get into the right headspace and I was like you're such an idiot like, why did you like of course they're not gonna be offended by that and and every it just like it felt so much better to ask for what I needed and say to someone hey like would you mind grabbing me some water and then obviously the runner was like yeah yeah of course and because that's literally like what they're, what they're, they're for, for. Yeah, like they're like gagging for a job literally they want something to do like, yeah. anything anything yeah exactly and so that was oh. such a learning curve for anything going future I'm still bad at it I'm still bad at like asking for what I need and what I want but it was such a lesson in like you make everyone's lives easier if you just assert your like your opinions here and don't be afraid of the fact that you have an opinion yeah I love that I honestly think I hate to say it but I just think that's such an innately female female absolutely it's so (laughs) frustrating because I highly doubt that I would be having this conversation with a man. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not to make horrible assertions here, but Mm. like they think that every opinion of theirs matters. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah and I'll be like oh yeah well obviously it's this and yeah even I feel that in my daily job just being mm-hmm. oh if people ask my opinion I don't want to I'm always like um yeah and never sound mm-hmm. very certain and then I look back on it and I'm like I just don't even sound good at my job because I'm too scared to just say what I actually think like I mm-hmm. actually just need to as you say assert myself um and it's so annoying that it's such a difficult thing but once you get over that it just, it makes, every, it's, it must be for you so freeing. 100%. And that's so, what I was doing at the end of the first day. I was like yeah. sat on the train back and I was like, oh, you were shit in that scene. And because, and, and I was thinking because I was so worried that I had to be nice to people while I was trying to be, you know, really focused on this like major thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I was like, okay, then just, if you need to sacrifice, not, you know, being super, friendly at that time that's fine that's your job like you have to your job isn't to make everyone your best friend your job Mm -hmm. is to go on there and give the best performance you can give and I and it's so funny looking back now I can see the scenes from the first day because I can see that they aren't you know I'm not as happy with them and I can see that I wasn't like as focused and then I can see the scenes I shot later on where I got more comfortable to just be like give me a minute and stuff like that and it really helps like you have like it's it, you know and that's why often unfortunately those actors you meet that are really successful are sometimes like cocky dickheads because they they do really well because they just go I want this I want that everyone give me 10 minutes I need 10 you know and they just ask what they need and it makes their performance better yeah. and I think that you have to find a balance 100% but I think women much more usually are on the side of like trying to keep everyone happy than they do trying to give themselves like the space to give the best performance yeah 100% So when did you decide that you wanted to start Silver Rose Productions? That was, so that, that was earlier this year. Yeah, that was earlier this year. That was alongside making this next short. I was like, oh, it, it maybe it's a, also this next short I really want to turn into a series. So I was like, maybe it's silly to keep doing shorts and not do them under the umbrella of something. Like, like if they accumulate, then it might build to something really big one day. And I also thought like, I would so do that if I was a man, because I was like, I was just scared because I'm not a producer and I don't have, you know, producing like credits or, or experience really. So I was like, Oh, I'm scared to set up a production company, but like, you can learn these things, you know, I'm not saying I want to be a producer. I don't, I, I want to contract people on, on different jobs, but like, there's so much out there that you, like, I'm such a fan of just asking people, like, how did you do this? And I like ask loads of people, yeah. but I really just wanted to start like bringing all my work into one place and like, and, and like you said, in your lovely intro, I was really like, I want to make work for people that I think are good and aren't otherwise being given an opportunity to work. And that's why with better, like it was basically nearly all female cast apart from the young boy. And it was a diverse cast. And that was so important to me because I was like, I just want to get like, there are so many unemployed female actresses. Like I want to give them some work. I've always been quite vocal about this kind of thing and and opinionated and I wanted to create a space that that I could like have that voice in a professional setting and and that voice not just be me ranting but be me making a difference because I think yeah, like absolutely. That, yeah I think that's where I've like majorly shifted over the last in in just who I am as a person like, I feel like a couple of years ago I just shout and like stomp about like with things that upset me I'd be like that's not fair and now it's like I just I just sort of mentally go oh 
that's not fair and then but internally go like cool what are you going to do about it to make it different then because complaining about it's not changing anything with pragma how did you come mm-hmm. to the project and what i don't actually know if we've spoken exactly about what it what it's about but it is it's basically about a um a dating institute that matches people like algorithmically and trains them how to be in a relationship so it's like taking the romance out of it's quantifying love so it's like if I put my hand here on you now that will make you more inclined to fancy me than if I do this and the other so it's like trying to break down the mysticism of falling in love and work out like can we teach you to be in love with someone can we you know oh and also the people we're attracted to not the people we should be and like and work out the hormones behind it all so it's like essentially trying to deconstruct falling in love basically oh it sounds quite black mirror yeah it is quite black mirror-esque but it's like a comedy okay yeah that's so exciting how did you come up with with the idea the idea was more like I feel like was in relationships for so long and then I was newly single and my parents had just gotten divorced and it all sort of happened at the same time where I was just like like what I just I was asking myself questions all the time like what is being in love like what are relationships what are the point like what Mm. just doing that loads and loads and I was just sort of like you know if someone could just offer me the ideal person on a plate and I could just do that for the rest of my life would I do it like I don't think I would I think I like the excitement of falling in love and I think people do like the excitement of falling in love and the excitement of breaking up and like that it's awful excitement it's so painful but it's it's life exactly it's like all that stuff that is you know that makes you life changeable whereas if someone were to take that away and say hey you're never going to go through heartbreak because here is your person forever and you're very compatible like if someone were to give that to you on the surface I think that might seem appealing great I never have to go through heartbreak because that sucks but actually like that maybe would suck equally or worse that you don't have that spontaneity or you don't like you know, I, I'm such a believer in making mistakes and just going for it. And it's like, yeah, I've, I've done things that definitely I shouldn't have done, but like, you know, I've learned from them and that's probably like also when I have fun is when I'm like doing stupid things and I'm like, oh, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, but that's like also what keeps like, you know, taking risk is what keeps life yeah. interesting, I think. That's so interesting. It's such an, you're so right. Cause I think everyone, everyone dreams of that situation of just being like, oh God, mm. like I just, you guys just seem so happy. And I just wish I had that. And then it's like, what, actually, would mm. you, would you really take that option? It's really interesting actually. But some people would as well, I think. And that's, and that's great. And that's different people. I think some people would live, like love that certainty. And and Mm -hmm. I like envy those people that like love certainty. I'm personally just not like that because I find it a a bit too like stagnant for me to not like being in a long relationship, but just in life, if someone to say, like you'll live you'll buy a house you know here in the suburbs and then you'll live there for the rest of your life like that would give me so much anxiety because I'm like yeah, I don't want you to tell yeah you're like I don't want to know exactly what's going to happen in the rest of my life so how what's the idea of making it into a series will it be like multiple different characters coming into the institution exactly yeah so it'll be lots of different sort of like sex education in the way that it follows like different people's lives through school it will be like different people's journeys through this institution and stuff 
Oh, that's really cool. Would you say that you prefer, what do you prefer more, um, writing or, and like filmmaking Mm. or acting? I prefer acting. It's a lot less stressful. It's like stressful, but like fun stress. Whereas writing is like, stress alone in your room (laughs) like desperately trying to work things out for days that you just can't work out whereas acting is like you're with you get to play with people like it's it's a much more I find it a much more fun fun experience I suppose acting is more would you say acting is more creatively fulfilling it feels like filmmaking actually what a lot of people don't realize especially like the side that I am in is so logistical logistical. Yeah. yeah to be honest I'd actually probably say the opposite I'd say writing is more creatively fulfilling like I feel when I've written something I'm like oh yes that's such a cool feeling but acting is just more fun like acting is more more immediate fun and then Mm. writing is probably more like nourishing like creatively I'd say but yeah filmmaking is long as fuck sorry I don't know if I can No, I was going to ask you about Mm -hmm. creative industries generally and just your Mm -hmm. feelings towards how they have been um, handled by the government. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, yeah, it's just really, really sad, I guess. And I just wanted to know how you and your friends and everyone is coping in this time and like how you feel as though you've been kind of treated, I guess. Yeah, I think like, I think how I feel versus how my friends feel is probably quite different. My friends... I've ne- I've never had so many friends mentally struggle at one time before. Like mm. it's really the other day, I think, cause I was just so busy and I like to really be in touch with my friends. So th- I felt a bit out of touch with them and I like did a major sort of check-in on people and so many of them were feeling so low. And I was like, fuck, it's like so bleak, especially like my, my housemate, she's in musical theater and, um, it's just so hard and she was like sm- absolutely smashing it like in six and then going into Cinderella and like just doing so well like, she's she, <laughs> she's always been someone like with really really good mental health um and, and which is like not often the case with actors mm. and she's really struggled through this time because you know what what can she do like she's having to nanny and teach singing and stuff like that and a, a lot of my friends are just sort of like uh what do what do I do but then actually at the very beginning of lockdown there was a sense where I think loads of actors went ah like finally I'm not fighting for jobs like the industry's been put on pause and I think there was a real sense of relief for like a month and then I think when everyone went oh my god is there nothing to come back to that people are really starting to really starting to panic and I think I I think so so the reason I'm saying my friends is because I and this is not an answer people want to hear but I basically just ignore it because I am naturally an anxious person I used to like I said earlier like I used to spend so long being like the government aren't supporting us like da, 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 da. and now I'm like did I expect a Tory government to support the arts no of course I didn't mm-hmm. can I recognize on one level that this is awful a hundred percent But if I go, oh my God, this is awful, this is awful, then I will spiral and get really anxious. Whereas what I now do- It's overwhelming as well if you're constantly- so overwhelming. Yeah. 100%. Whereas now, like I said earlier, I literally just go, okay, they're cutting all our jobs. Then I'll make more work for the people that I think are great. 
and like that is the mentality whenever I feel unnerved by the lack of support now through like you know a lot of self-reflection and therapy and stuff I'll now just use it to fuel me and I'll go okay the more you cut like the more work I'm going to create and the more like jobs I'm going to give people that I think are great and I'm, I'm I feel like I'm set I'm like sort of pretending I'm like Gandhi which is just obviously not what I'm trying to do at all but I'm like I'm coming at it from a place where I used to get so down and so anxious and like just did so much work to not be there anymore that I refuse to go back there. And and I think Mm. that's like, and if you are someone now that's like depressed or, you know, suffering really badly from anxiety, like you can a hundred percent like change your thinking and get out of it. Like, or like, like go to therapy, like do, do, you know, I, I love it. Like do, do whatever you can to, change but also then you just have power back over you like you say like you know I will never be able to understand what that time was like for you in lockdown like with with everything with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and that whole like period but any times where like I've felt really low like in the last couple years I have to just look forward and be like but one day I could do it one Mm. day all this stuff might never bother me like one day I could and like the more you do that especially in our industry it's just so much more empowering by going like but 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 why not me like but you know why shouldn't I set up my own production company why shouldn't I write my own films why shouldn't I like put myself as the lead like you know why shouldn't I do all these things like just just why why not me and like it's just like I think the system and like yeah exactly have kept us in our little boxes or like mm-hmm. oppressed us all of this time I think yeah that you're gonna be a real trailblazer girl Yeah, which are I ask everyone. On okay. Podcast. So okay. at the moment, what do you feel the most uncertain about? Um, <laughs> I thought my first answer is so embarrassing to say. Go on, you're gonna say it now. I, I just <laughs> thought I was like, I wonder if I'll ever marry you. I was like I wonder if I'll ever like like have a yeah like marry and settle down and stuff that was probably yeah that's my honest answer (laughs) I like that I like that to be fair to you though because you're such like a business-minded person Mm. I imagine it's like you're so like goals driven and yeah I do really feel as though acting and this is like so much part of your life that Mm. I can imagine it being like I don't know. It's a, and it's annoying as well to admit that, to be like, oh, you know, as a woman, you can't have your yeah, yeah. career and birth and your family. But I, I get I get that. Yeah. Like, I feel a million years away from, like, children and stuff. But I recognise that my body is not a million years away. <laughs> but I'm like, but I need to obviously be a major success before I get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you feel the most certain about right now? Oh, again, I, my my initial thoughts are lame. Marriage, also marriage. Yeah, marriage, yes, <laughs> my lover. Um, <laughs> no, I feel, my, my, again, it's so lame. I was like, my friends. <laughs> oh, no, I love that. That's love definitely that. my most stable thing in my life, I'd say, is my my friends. That's what I'm most certain about. That I Like, they're the things that are always there and always make me happy. Oh, that's amazing. I think it's so important to, like, surround yourself with really 
good. Yeah, a hundred percent, especially in the creative industry or in any industry. But yeah, I agree. Oh, that's a really nice way to end the pod. Well, <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> thank Lucy. you for having me. And- as I said I can't believe it's taken a I know. pandemic and a podcast to put this together but <laughs> we really need to do this more we only speak in professional settings from now on <laughs> that is my precedent and I'm not willing to <laughs> yeah. uh to change on that so. oh no thank you honestly so much can't wait to watch uh your film better your yeah film. channel four and <laughs> as well which will be out soon yeah i'll let you know uh oh amazing okay thank you so much thank you and this is the uncertainties bye